0: Good morning. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome back in after a long weekend, the holiday weekend, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Welcome in on a Tuesday morning. What a sports weekend it was. Yock, ought gotta be walking around with a pretty pretty straight spine and shoulders back. 4-0 calling those NFL playoff games. I saw that tweet, Yock. Nice! I always thought Ravens' bills felt like a toss-up. I picked the wrong side of the coin. Ravens, big pick. How about that? A Weber State Wildcat going 101 yards for the game clinching score. And it really did feel like the game clinching score. I know the Ravens had their chances, and Lamar Jackson got knocked out after that. Uh, I got to say, I was surprised, speaking of turnovers, that New Orleans, four of them, fourth one was kind of freaky, and the game was, you know, pretty much out of reach at that point. But the other three certainly. Big impact. Big impact in that game. Packers look great. Uh, <laughs> the Chiefs, I mean, they do what they do. They win close games. They haven't won by more than a touchdown. They haven't had a double-digit win uh, since November 1st, <laughs> but they win. The only game they lost in that time span, they didn't really try. The season finale, they sat a bunch of star players because they had the one-seed clinched and didn't want to get hurt against the Chargers. And then, sure enough, after a bye week, they opened the playoffs – and their star quarterback gets a concussion. You know, it'll be interesting to see what we hear later in the week and if he's going to be able to go. Obviously, really important for that game. All right, we'll have more on the uh, NFL playoffs coming up. Right now, a little college basketball. The Utes. I don't know what to tell you, Ute fans. mean, another big halftime lead gone in an instant. They lost to the 11th place team in the league. Well... They lost who I thought was the 11th place team in the league. Have to see how this trip to Washington this week uh, works out. Maybe the Utes are the 11th place team in the league. I don't know. That was a really bad loss to Cal. Uh, Good wins for BYU. They get a couple of wins and great wins for the Aggies as they sweep San Diego State at home. Now they got Colorado State coming in, and it's like right uh, right from one challenger to another. Boise State, CSU, and Utah State now look like the top three teams in the league. And CSU got a split with San Diego State. Utah State got a sweep. That's the difference so far. Time now to hear from Craig Smith, head coach of the Aggies. After two big wins over the Aztecs, here come the Rams. Here's Craig Smith.
1: You know, it was a great weekend last weekend, and uh, it was an emotional weekend. Uh, it was a very physical weekend. Uh, I say weekend Thursday and Saturday, and, um, uh, and we were fortunate to come out with two, gr- two great wins. Obviously, we were able to end the nation's longest road-winning streak on Thursday, and then we had to turn around and try to beat the team that had that um, record for the second time in three days and also had the longest, the nation's longest um, streak of not losing back-to-back games. And so it was a great weekend for us against a very good team. And now we got a uh, – we have uh, a very big test ahead of us against a very good Colorado State team. They're very well coached. Um, they they um, do a lot of great things on both ends of the floor. You know, they returned four starters from a 20-win team from last year. Uh, And we got to do it on a quick turnaround, you know, uh, uh, on a two day prep. And there's, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of physical activity going on. We did uh, obviously a light practice yesterday, but, um, but our guys are still feeling the effects physically of, of Saturday and in those two games. So uh, we got to work cut out for us. Like I said, a well-coached team, they do a lot of things really well. They're high octane on the offensive end. Um, They're very, very fast. They're very experienced with those four starters coming back. Um, Isaiah Stevens is a preseason first-team All-League pick. He was also the freshman of the year in the conference last year, and he is a very, very good player. Uh, And they have a lot of good players. David Roddy is an excellent player. Kind of a – he's a big-time mismatch. He's listed at 6'6", 250. Um, He can do a lot of different things for him. He shoots the three. He can score inside. He handles really well. He's a good playmaker for him. Um, He plays the four and the five for them. Uh, He's a returning starter. Fistlewood is a returning starter. One of the best shooters you'll find at 6'7". Kendall Moore uh, is a really good defender. Shoots the three at a high level. Shot at over 40% last year as well. And they had some other guys, Tanjay's made the, the step that you would expect going from a freshman to a sophomore. So it's like, could go on and on. They got a lot of very good players. Um, they run a lot of Princeton actions on the offensive end. Um, they do a good job with their spacing. So you really got to be on point um, with your help and, and understanding what they're trying to accomplish with a lot of their Princeton actions that they're running. And they run a lot of stuff for a lot of different guys. So, and they're much improved on the defensive end. Um, So they're a good, good passing team. They execute well. Um, they shoot a lot of threes. They have seven players on their team that average 34% or higher. Um, um, in Mountain West Conference play, they're 14th in the country, shooting the three at 39.1%. And they make 10 a game, which is 21st in the country. So I know I'm a run-on sentence here, but they're, they're a team that can make big runs. In their win against San Diego State, they – went on a 19-0 run and a 14-0 run, and that's hard to do. So got to be on point, got to be prepared mentally. We have a great challenge in front of us. And with that, we'll open it up.
2: Yeah, Coach, um, Alex, with the with the Tribune, I'm looking at these uh, conference three-point stats, and like you alluded to, they're the best. Colorado is the best. Colorado State is the best in the conference at percentage, but they're also third and and percentage defense from the three point line. You guys in the conference are first from that distance. How will that play in the game? Like, like what part of your game plan is make sure that they shoot not a good percentage from the three point line?
1: Yeah. Um, and, that, um, there's a lot of things that go into that. First of all, and we, in San Diego state was the same way they, they can really get going on you, but you got to know their personnel. Like you got to really know who the guys are that can shoot it. You know, who are the guys that can make plays off the bounce. So you got to really understand personnel and who, who each of our guys are guarding at a specific time. Um, they're very, very fast in transition. So we got to, and they get a lot of easy threes in transition. I shouldn't say easy, but open threes in transition and, and they have the green light you know, to take those. And so we got to be on point with that. And then with their, with their offense, with a lot of, I mean, they run a ton of Princeton actions. Um, you know, obviously a lot, some of their actions are very similar to what are very similar or exactly what um, Air Force runs. And so you just got to be on point with that stuff because um, it can put you in a bind with some of their, you know, with some of their actions. And we just got to know, <laughs> what are, what we're conceptually trying to do, and and then you add to the fact that they got um, really good playmakers off the bounce, you know, Roddy and and Stevens specifically, and they got a couple other guys too, but those two specifically are really good um, playmakers for them. And so when you have a four man or five man, really, and Roddy, that you know, he can do both, that can make plays off the bounce, drive and kick, driving and kick you just got to be really smart with your help and you got to be able to guard the ball. And there's more that goes into that too, but you just got to be on point point. and they're going to make some shots. Now they're, I mean, they're going to make some tough threes. They're going to make some contested shots. Um, and that's what good teams do. They find a way to put the ball in the hole, you know? And so, but we got to really be on point with that. We're not going to be perfect, but we got to do the best that we can to make it as tough as tough as we can on them.
3: Coach Jake Nielsen, Utah Statesman. Um, I know you talk so much about defense every interview, but the team as a whole, you guys have an 89.5 adjusted defensive efficiency, which is sixth in the nation. So I want, to see, I want your thoughts on just this team is absolutely elite, defensively this year. And um, What's your thoughts about
4: that?
1: Well, we've guarded really well. Our guys have really bought in. We're playing very connected on that end of the floor. Our guys are communicating well. Uh, and then you just look at our, and so it takes grit. It takes effort, got to be prepared, but we also, you know, it's a player's game and our players have really bought in to the defensive end. And we have, we have very good size. We have strong physical players up and down the lineup, regardless of position. Um, we have big physical guards, uh, and, but we got, and we have a size and obviously Kata um, really anchors us that way. I mean, he's an elite defender. Um, it's six, you know, in shoes, seven foot tall, and the range that he has and his ability to run the floor, um, to defend screen and roll, to guard in the post, and then just protect the paint is a high, high level. And Trevin Dorius uh, is a legitimate 7 1. And I mean, he's a f- phenomenal athlete as well. So those guys, you know, really anchor us defensively. But you got Justin Bean out there and Alfonso Anderson and Brock Miller is taking his game to a whole nother level defensively. And Marco's a big, Marco's Anthony's a big, strong physical guard. And, you know, our freshmen are, you know, Wooster and Ashworth and are, have figured some things out. And Bear six seven, six eight, 6'7", 6'8". So, you know, we, we got some guys that have really bought into it and we have some physical players and we have some guys that understand what we're trying to accomplish. It took a couple games to figure some of that stuff out but we have guarded at a high level. And so it's a common, our assistants do a great job um, getting us prepared. And, and so hopefully we can keep it going. You know, it's uh, something that you got to do every night. You got to have great energy and toughness to do that. And we'll certainly be tested on Tuesday.
5: Hey coach Al. um, It just seems to me that when you played San Diego state and then you play Colorado state, it's a contrast in how the game feels. The, Colorado, uh, the San Diego State game seems to be just like so tough and, and everything. And this game seems to be a little more up-tempo. And is, the, is that fair to say that this is a totally different feeling type game than how you play against San Diego State?
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to how the, how the, game, is, how the game is officiated. Every game is officiated differently. Uh, but then just the styles, right? You, you're right on. Coach, uh, every time we play San Diego State, it is physical. Not a whole lot of fouls are called. Um, it's rugged, and you and players have to adapt. And then the other times you play, and, um, you know, <laughs> we played Colorado State four, four times now, and I feel like it's it's kind of like four different games in some respect, but it is a little more fluid. You know, two years ago, we won an overtime to clinch the championship, 100 to 96, um, and I forget – the other scores, but I know it feels like it's a little more of a fluid game. Um, so every night's a little bit of a different entity. They're certainly built different, you know, than San Diego state, but I I think it's different every time you play a different team, you know, versus their personnel and, and, um, and their style of play. So it's, it's all a little bit, um, different that way, but I will say, um, the transition defense thing is, is going to be a big, big key as it was against San Diego state. Cause I, I felt like, um, um, we couldn't let San Diego state get going in transition and get easy threes, which they had done against a lot of different teams throughout the course of the year.
5: And d- what I was trying to get to is it just seems to be a different style or feel. So are, you said you're worried physically and emotionally. Are you more worried about your team's mental edge going into this as fast they have to play or the physical side?
1: Well, everything, but our guys really respect Colorado state. Like obviously they're, I mean, they're 10 and two or 11 and two um, and and seven and one in the conference. So we know this is a huge pivotal weekend for, uh, for both teams or not, not weekend, but you know, series. And so um, um, uh, a little bit of both. I mean, it's a quick turnaround. It's a quick turnaround for them too. So it's an even Steven type of deal that way. And, like I've said but many times before, coaches get paid to be a little bit paranoid. Um, and so we just got to be on edge, you know, and be ready to compete at a really high level on on Tuesday.
2: Coach, <clears throat> I'm curious, what matchups um, against Colorado State are you looking at and which ones intrigue you? You kind of mentioned that they have a, a big guy who can shoot threes, and I imagine that Kate is going to have to – Come out all the way to the three-point line and maybe not be able to drop on screen roll or anything like that. Um, but I'm just curious about what what kind of matchups are you looking at?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't. I mean, I don't usually think the game like that. I just kind of look at it. It's a team thing, and certainly there's always tough matchups. I mean, Roddy, like I said, Roddy and Stevens are they got a lot of good players, but those guys are their best playmakers. And, um, and specifically, you know, we know Stevens is a, is a true point guard, although he plays all over the place and he shoots a three, uh, gets to the rim, gets fouled, He's got a great pull-up game. Unbelievable. Like he's a great passer. Um, he's had a couple double doubles already with double figure assists and scoring. Um, but the whole point is you, you have to have great pride in defending one-on-one, but this is a team game and, you know, guys are going to get beat off the dribble and guys are, um, going to be able to make different plays that way. But, uh, when we get in rotation, you know, we're going to have times where Steven Ashworth is going to have to try to box out David Roddy. So it's all, I just look at it like that as a team, it's, it's Colorado state against Utah state. And we got to be on point with all the different things because they do create, they can do some different things with their versatility, which all good teams do. And, um, But these guys, their fives, all three of their five men shoot the three um, um, at different points, you know, throughout the game. So that's something that we haven't seen a whole lot um, this year. So I'm not sure, Alex, that I got a specific matchup that I'm really watching. Um, But certainly you're always paying attention to that, you know, which guys are hurting us. Um, what do we need to do to defend X, Y, and Z better, whether it's a player or certain actions that they run? Because they do. They run a lot of good actions.
0: There's Utah State basketball coach Craig Smith. When we come back, Joe Ingles, the man, the myth, the legend. Stay with us.
5: Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show.
0: Always good to have Joe Ingles on the air. Uh, he joined us. Uh, we were talking when we realized, oh, he's going he's gonna to get on the air. And, of course, he heard what PK was talking about. We'll let you listen into that before Joe comes on. And those two have a moment. Here's Joe Ingles with PK and I. Yeah, well, I'm going to let Joe know that I worked 385 consecutive
6: days before taking a day off.
0: <laughs> uh, nice. Now, now, now Yach's having a personal conversation. Yach has some info he wants to get. <laughs> you guys, you guys, hold on. All you listeners, hold on. Yach has something he needs to talk to, talk to Joe about. To Joe? He, he's in there laughing right now, and they're having their chat about whatever. It might be Joe. Joe might just, yeah, they can wait for me. They can, they've waited a while. They can wait a while longer. That'd totally be Joe. I
6: want to bust him on that, and I also want to bust him on how it must feel really good to have an American-born
0: child. <laughs> All right, let's do it. He's on hold now, so he heard that.
5: All right, here's Joe. Hey, yeah! This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe, and he'll flush! And it's time to hear from the best-looking, most charismatic. Oh, oh, Joe.
0: Hello to Joe Engels. Hi, Joe. Hi.
4: I don't know if I want to come on anymore after hearing that. Hearing <laughs> what? No one will ever, I can promise you, no one will ever know that Jack was born in America. <laughs> Joe will know.
6: Americans he will, will have, know. He's an American citizen. A, he'll
4: his, yeah, he'll have his passport and, and all that junk, but it'll be in the top drawer, and it will stay in the top drawer. <laughs> until we have to renew it, and then the only time it'll get used is if he decides to go to college or something. He's actually going to make it a lot easier for him, but no one will ever know. Just He's
6: me. my favorite of your
0: kids. <laughs>
4: they're all tired for me, but... Well,
0: sure, I. you're the dad. That's what you're supposed to say, and honestly, that's what you're supposed to feel, but we're loser sports talk shows. We can say anything.
4: I mean... I'm not even going to get into it. But he's, he's not. He's not. He's not going to know that he's American or was American or whatever. We'll be gone. We'll be gone before he starts getting an accent. And Miller's already got a crazy American accent anyway. So.
6: exactly. Don't embrace it, Joe. Embrace your
4: children's heritage. I mean, for, even if, regardless on his Australian passport and his birth date, it's always going to say Utah. Like, yep. Even if I never won, even if I had the worst experience the last few years of my career here, we're always going to be linked to Utah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, uh, I think the question everybody wants to ask with the – you you had the Ironman streak. It was really impressive. It's over. And I don't think it would have ended unless the injury was really pretty serious because you would have played through it like you played through a bunch of other little stuff that we probably don't know about. But this must be serious, and now you're going to miss a a third game out of four. So, what's going on with the Achilles? What does it look like? How does it feel? What are they telling you? Everybody wants to know it all, Joe.
4: (laughs) Um, I mean, I think first off is the street thing obviously got talked about a lot. And I mean, as you guys know, and people close to me and then obviously within the, the organization have I've never done anything for, for a record or a, a stat or, or anything like that. So, I mean, it was, uh, I'd always said um, basically since I've like, since I can remember, like if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. And that's, Um, just what I I live by Um, I I know I've said it before like I know there's 20,000 people and 999 are are there to see Donovan and Rudy and and probably Quinn and whoever else but I I know there's some kids out there that that are watching whether it's from Australia or it's my family or my own children or or Renee or or whoever's watching so I've always wanted to to be out there for, for whoever's there kind of supporting me and um I'd always said until the, the, professionals until Mike Elliott and, and his group, um, the, the health guys kind of looked me in the eye and told me like, you need to rest or you need to see or, or whatever. I, I, and, and I could tell, um, I've known Mike, Mike Elliot's the kind of head of, uh, health and performance, um, that side of things. And, um, been with him for years now, kind of four or five years. And, and I knew when he looked at me and, and was telling me, um, I, I knew it was kind of a bit more serious than other conversations we've had in the past. Cause there's been times that I, other players might've sat, I should have maybe sat. Um, but like I said, if I can get out there, I, I want to be out there. And obviously an Achilles or something probably a little bit more serious. Uh, um yeah, it's just been... I mean, honestly, it's probably not as bad as what people kind of assume and think because they missed the a game, but it is something that's been bothering me for a little while, and um, I guess just trying to get on top of it instead of... Uh, I think the last thing I want to do for me and for the team and for everybody is, like, play two games, sit one, play three, sit two, play four, sit two. Like, it's just... I want to be 100% healthy um, or, or as close to as possible. And like I said, with an Achilles, it's it's probably a little different than having a a banged up arm or, or quad or something like that. So, um, yeah, we're, um, I'm happy to to be getting it better. I feel – I've felt better every day. I obviously played in Detroit, I think it was, and um, thought I was all right, but it, it pulled up a little bit saw that next morning, so – Just going to um, yeah take the time and get on top of it. I don't know what that means for timetable wise, but I'll just listen to, like I said, listen to Mike and his team and and do what they tell me to do every day
6: been an interesting season so far just barely getting into it you know you had the two tough losses in new york and then everybody's writing you off and then you rally and beat a great bucks team and now you've won a few in a row here and so the arrow's pointing up how do you explain where you were in new york and then you go to milwaukee and you look completely different as a team
4: yeah i mean it's it's obviously frustrating because i think um uh, I was just talking about it with someone the other day, but I think our record right now probably is exactly kind of how we've been playing. Like, we, we've had some really, really good games, um, which you kind of highlighted there, and uh, and we've had some some games that we just haven't played well. And obviously, the, the good thing about it is, uh, uh, like, you, uh, I mean, you guys know and, and, and a lot of fans that, uh, that know, uh, know the game and, and how we want to play you just kind of look at it we weren't, we weren't playing the way we expect to play and the way we, we think we should play every night um, so those losses are as frustrating as it is and, and we've probably talked about it over the last couple of years like it's we, we can watch the tape and, and watch ourselves and watch bits and pieces and know what we're, what we're not doing and um, and I think a part of it, obviously, we've highlighted we we and talked a lot about we, we've wanted to, to shoot more threes, and we're playing a little bit faster probably than the past. But um, regardless of whether we're shooting well or not, we, I believe we've got a team that can win. If we're shooting well or not, we, we've got a two great defensive centers, obviously, that kind of anchor us. And then we, with our, our starters um, very well balanced, and then the guys coming off the bench, like I, I really like the group we've got, and... Um, so we shouldn't, we don't have to, and we shouldn't have to just rely on the shooting. But I think when you combine those two together, and we're playing the right way offensively, we're moving the ball, everyone's getting touches, we're we're breaking the paint, kind of kicking it out. If we don't have a finish, we've got too many shooters to to not make shots in a game. So unless we're we're all off um, on the offensive end shooting wise, and and we're not locked in defensively, we'll we'll have some rough nights. But when we are, we've we've obviously proven um, in whatever XYZ game that um, that we can play and match it with with anyone
0: It's always hilarious when someone loses it on camera, as long as it's not you who loses it. Um, And so when Quinn throws the clipboard at the third quarter in Detroit, you guys figure it out. Okay, on one level, that's hilarious and we all enjoy it. But I think the bigger message is you guys are really good. Don't cheat your talent here by playing below what you're capable of. And I think people who look at the first 11 games of the schedule and see you 7 and 4 are thinking they could easily be 9 and 2 or 10 and 1. I think of the – you've had four straight playoff appearances here. This will probably be the fifth. But of the five teams, I think this is the best. And because you're 33 and Mike's 33 and Bullion's 31, and, and you and Boyan obviously have had some health injuries here. Mike's had some in his past. This is a golden opportunity. Does everybody in the – Is everybody in the locker room realize how good they have it right now and not to let this slip by because it's rare?
4: Yeah, 100%. I, I think – like you said, like it's – I mean, I've, I have would never talk down about any of the teams I've been on here because sure. I think they've all been pretty special in, in different ways, some off-court, some on-court, some both. Um, I mean, my first couple of years, obviously frustrating losing games, but we had such a good group of guys, and you could tell from what Quinn was doing, like the belief and the, the process of what it was going to take, and, and we did it daily for – I mean, you guys saw – you haven't seen recently, but practices for those first few years, like it was – it was brutal at times, but it was what we needed to do to to be a good team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think we real, and I think it gets like it, regardless of what you do. If you you can love your job, you you guys can love your job every day. But you still have days where you are like, man, I'm tired, or mm-hmm. I don't really want to be here today, or something's going on on uh, like with your family or at home. And and I think for us, it's just kind of locking in each day, each practice, each whatever whatever it is. Um, and and like embracing that that we do have a pretty special team and a, and a very cool opportunity here. And yeah, we're not going to win every game. We're going to lose more games. Um, I mean, we've got a big game tonight, but just yeah, just realizing. And I, and I think sometimes you forget about that. I think sometimes other things can take over or they can consume your mind. When like we've got an awesome, like you said, an awesome team, awesome opportunity. Uh, I think with I mean the age and the everyone in that group we're at a we're at a pretty cool stage. We've got young guys, we've got older guys, we've got guys with experience, we've got guys that have been to finals, like we've just got all these different things and I think we can I can I mean definitely think we can we can put it all together and um I uh, I think one thing as well is that for us focusing and, and we've talked about a little bit is just getting Getting better a little bit, like a little bit better each day. Uh, whether that's something in the film that we can, we know we can change uh, from New York to Milwaukee or whatever it is, and hey, we need to run back more. Like, let's focus on it. Let's keep each other accountable because um, it is a special group. Like, it's you guys have had probably, what little to none access this year, um, and, and a bit probably the same more or less last year. But um, <laughs> we've got such a good good group of guys, and. Um, the, the rookies, the older guy, like we all get along really. Like it's such a good team, and it ha- has been here for a long time. But um, yeah, it would be be very special to do something special with with this group of guys and with Quinn, obviously.
6: So, I don't know if you heard those comments by Shaq uh, as far as going after Gobert, (laughs) but it seems to me that in order to appreciate what Gobert actually does, you need to do like, well, obviously you do. We do, too. We watch every single game. And to me, that's really the only way you can fully absorb the value that Rudy has to the team. Could you comment on that?
4: Yeah, I think, first off, it's, it's why... I mean, some people get caught up with, you see like little Twitter wars all the time or, or whatever, social media stuff or interviews or, um, I think it's why we've done a pretty good job over time. I think Rudy's gone a little rogue every now and then, but we, we keep a lot of our stuff in house. We, we talk about what Rudy needs to improve on, what I need to improve. We, we do all that in house. We don't, um, well, we don't talk about it to the media, we don't talk about it, I mean, people sure talk about it with their families or whatever, but we, we keep it all pretty in-house and we we know what Rudy does, you guys know, Jazz fans know, if you, like you said, if you watch enough of our games Rudy could have a game where he has two points and 20 rebounds, I think he did on the road trip one time, he had like six points and 20 rebounds and another game he'll have 20 and 20 or 20 and two rebounds because we've got guards that can rebound, but we've got such a, like our group obviously believes in We we don't need or, or really care about what Shaq or, or what anyone else says. Really, um, we have a belief within our group. Um, and I think what it does show about Rudy is, I mean, when he's getting held to two points, it's because they're obviously doing something to not let us get him the ball because they know how effective he is when when he's rolling to the hoop and he's on the rim and stuff like that. Like, not many teams can compete with that when you've got. Donovan coming downhill and playing with, with Patience and Rudy on the rim and Boyan in the corner and Mike in the high quadrant. Like, what, what are you going to do? And, and obviously one of the the biggest things you can see, or one of the harder things to take away is, is Rudy on the rim. So they, they focus. Like, Rudy gets jacked up off the ball continuously. Like, it's if you watch enough games, you can see guys will stand in front of him as he's rolling continuously just so that he can't get on the rim. So... Um, yeah, like I said, I mean we don't we don't really focus or, or care about what people think. Um, we we just focus on what what our locker room does and what we need what we need to do to, to win the next game. And like I said, it could be. Uh, I mean, I mean even this, like we've had different guys have big games at all different times. So it might be Rudy one game, it might be Fave. Like Fave might finish a game one time because of the matchups or whatever it is. So, um, the best thing about a group is everyone understands that and believes in that, and um, we're going to do whatever it takes to to win as many games as possible.
0: I know you got to go. Last thing, when Bogdanovich dunks on Sam Merrill in Milwaukee, he says something to you <laughs> on the bench, and you laughed really hard. Can you tell us what it was?
4: <laughs> no, I don't want um, to. It wasn't bad, but it was just a uh, no. It was just funny. It was a more of a, a personal joke, but he was he was excited that. Uh, he got his last six points when no one was in the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: Joe. I know you got to run. We appreciate you checking in. Thanks for giving I better us a get call. get the swab,
4: swab shoved up my nose.
0: Okay, go do it. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Joe. Guys. There's Joe Ingles with PK and I. When we come back, the best of the Jazz postgame show is the Utah Jazz. Get a quality win in Denver. That's next. Stay with us.
5: From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz beat the Denver Nuggets. Five straight wins. That Denver win... Uh, Denver, the Clippers, Milwaukee. There are three clubs that won playoff series last year. The Jazz haven't won a playoff series now in two and a half years. And they've gotten all three of them. So, if that doesn't excite you a little bit, Jazz fans, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's a regular season, and it's not a best of seven, so it's not perfect. But, it's still a good trend. You gotta like that. Uh, PK did make the point on TV, and many of you made it on social media as well. Uh, (laughs) Huh. That was not the same Denver team. You know, they, they lost three rotation guys, and that's a big hit. I think Jeremy Grant's the biggest loss of the three, but when you lose three rotation guys, it's going to be different. Just as when the Jazz welcome in three rotation guys, it's different. And we saw them try to introduce a lot of different rotation guys last year. This year, Uh, I think Jazz are benefiting from these guys knowing each other and and being much more familiar than they were uh, a season ago at this time. All right, time for the best of the Jazz postgame show after quality win in Denver. Here's Jake with the wrap up.
7: Sure, Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 seven five and twelve eighty the zone. The Jazz won their fifth consecutive game Sunday night. They beat the Nuggets in Denver one hundred nine one hundred five. It was an up and down game. The Jazz got off to a fast fast start, a little bit of lull in the middle, but then closed strong to hold on to the victory. Uh, they were led by Jordan Clarkson's twenty three points. Donovan struggled in the first half but came back to play well in the second half. He had eighteen points on seven of t- uh, twenty shooting. He also added seven assists. Bogdanovich had 17, Gobert 15, 13, and 2. Mike Conley with 14 points, eight assists uh, as he continues to to really play well. He was plus 17 in his 31 minutes on the floor. As far as the Nuggets go, uh, Jokic played really well, 35 points, 14 rebounds, nine assists. Jamal Murray was really good in the first half, particularly he finished the game with 30 points, five rebounds, and four assists. All right. Let's get some post-game sound. Let's start things off with Jazz Head Coach Quinn Snyder.
8: Uh, we, will start. we will start with uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic.
6: Coach, what is it um, – does it say anything to you that you can win a game of this magnitude um, on the road, you know, with the um, the volume of turnovers and, you know, the lack of free throw shooting, but the defense – but with the way you guys defended in the second half?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, this is one game. Um, I know there was a lot, you know, of thought about it pregame given, you know, the playoffs last year, but this is one game. Um, You know, I didn't think we have to be in on the road. You know, as long as we were in that trip, I didn't think we had our legs tonight. Um, But we played through it, you know, and that can account for some of the shooting, the free throws. Really the one area, you know, where I thought we'd been pretty good that hurt us was the offensive glass. Um, But even that, I think, is the game wore on you know, we got more urgent um, and more determined on the glass. So to your point, you can you can look at this and look at all the things we didn't do well. Um, And then you can look at the things that that we did do well. And tonight we did just enough to to win the game. And obviously, you know, we want to be better in some areas. I think we will be. But, you know, I'm very proud of our guys, um, the way they came out in the second half. There was a mental toughness that they showed um, that I think is something that we can feel good about.
8: Kristen Jazz TV. I know you mentioned the, the mental toughness in that third quarter, but what adjustments did you guys make specifically defensively on Jamal Murray there? And um, also, Mie One, just Donovan credited him as well for coming in there in that
3: second
7: yeah. half, what he did.
3: You know, yeah, Mie did a terrific job. And the adjustment, really, there's there's a fine line between recognizing when you try to defend something differently and when you need to just do it better and do it harder and do it longer. And, you know, I thought our guys just really picked up their intensity. Um, You know, and Jokic and Murray are are terrific players. Um, But as I said, you know, I I think more than anything, this was about our determination, you know, to to get it done as much as anything.
8: Eric Weldon, Salt Lake Tribune
9: coach along the same lines you referenced that you guys were not having your best night on the offensive glass but, but imp- or keeping Denver off the offensive glass rather um, but that you improved as, as the game went along did anything change schematically there or, or was that just kind of as you mentioned just kind of an unimproved effort thing as the game went along I mean, the the
3: scheme is to, like, hit somebody on the glass and go after the ball and get it. Um, You know, there are certain situations that are more difficult um, to rebound out of, certainly when there's double teams or things like that or there's switches. Um, But as much as anything, you know, sometimes it's not about the scheme. Um, You know, it's about your will. And that was what began to shift for us, I think, out of halftime. Um, You know, and then as the game wore on, I thought we started getting some more life.
8: All right, we have time for one more. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com.
2: When it seems like deflections and steals are up over the last few games, are you seeing that? And is it activity? Is it pickup points, like you've talked about?
3: Well, you know, I think we can get our hands on balls and and try to, to try to make plays. That's obviously something. Um, you know, that, that any team wants to do. So I, I think, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I, I thought we were tired tonight uh, on the ball and guys just kind of fought through it. Um, you know, some of that has to do with how people are attacking you, you know, our pick and roll defense is very, very good. Um, and we're not going to get a lot of um, steals and deflections in that situation. Cause you know, we're essentially, you know, protecting the rim with Rudy and trying to force um, tough shots, but to the extent that we are getting our hands on more balls, I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's our wings and our guards just being more locked in. Um, you know, we don't want to gamble for us to, to gamble and try to make plays and, and do things like that schematically is not kind of how we're put together. Um, but it's not like we don't want to make plays.
7: There's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team picked up a win, 109-105. to 105. You heard him talking about the rebounding there. The Jazz have been the uh, top rebounding team in the league. Uh, Denver, the Nuggets, got 23 offensive rebounds. They took 100 shots to the Jazz 76, and the Jazz still held on uh, for the victory. Let's hear uh, from some players. Let's start things off with Donovan Mitchell.
8: All right, we'll get started. Uh, first up, we will have Sarah Todd Deseret News. Hey, Donovan, can you just speak to the difference that Mie helped make against Jamal Murray, especially in the second half?
10: I got to give Mie's credit, man. I, I think I said it during the preseason. You know, he's just been, you know, absorbing a lot. You know, it's tough when you have a lot of voices kind of coming at you, but he's been great, you know, kind of getting taking information from everybody and going out there and putting it into the game. You know, there was a play where – I mean, I don't know if you guys can go back and look at it where Jokic was kind of going, you know, and he got into a back down and he scored or whatever. So I told me, I said, me, next time he does that, instead of worry about the shooter, just go ahead and fake him or go ahead and trap him. You know, and he went ahead and did that. And then we got a missed shot. We got, came down and got a bucket. Like, you know, for him to be able to pick that up throughout the game as a young player, like that's, that's big, you know, be able to do it against a player like that, who, you know, is, you know, all NBA, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's impressive. And as far as Jamal goes, just, being, you know, or doing, being the mea, we know as far as, you know, make messing him up, being aggressive on the defensive end, trying to speed him up and staying solid. You know, that's the biggest thing, just staying solid. He's done a great job of that.
8: Ryan Miller, KSL.com.
0: Hey, Donovan. Um, we've talked a lot about Mike getting a little more comfortable, um, but how much easier is it, has he made you guys' life as he has kind of developed more chemistry with everybody?
10: Um, I mean, you know, it's it's like really a point of where you're really picking your poison. You know, you, you, know, you stop me, you got Mike, you got Boyan. you got JC, you got Rudy. Like, you know, you can go down the line. I think with him just finding his way in the offense, I think the bubble really helped as far as, you know, one, catching rhythm and two, just finding little spots, you know, where he can get his shots, where he knows guys are going to be, where guys can get their shots. I think that's the biggest thing with, with Mike. And he's been, you know, the Mike of we all know. And, you know, I think for him, just finding rhythm. It's all about rhythm. And he's been playing with... It's tough, 'Cause he's been playing with a pick and pop big his whole career. You know, and then you come where you have a dynamic roller and Rudy and, and now Faith as well. Um, it's just it changed you up, you know, for what is it, 14? I tell him he's been in the league twenty eight years, but like you know, like that's it's different. It's a different thing. So it took him a while to get used to it and he's you see what it's like when he starts to read things and see things and it's been easy for him and it's been easier for us.
8: Eric Weldon, Salt Lake Tribune. <clears throat>
9: Don, it seemed like Denver was really kind of controlling the action with their work on the offensive glass until about midway through the third quarter. Uh, Quinn said it was pretty much as simple as, you know, it it was not a scheme change, but it was just you guys exerting your will and deciding to go out and start hitting some people. What kind of turned the game around at that point? Um, Just doing it better. I think that's the biggest thing. You know,
10: that's what the team we have to beat. You know, it's not always going to be sunshines and rainbows where we do things, execute the game plan 110%. But we went out there and, you know, I think for us, you know, just inserting our will, like you said, and just finding ways to to win the game by any means by any means necessary. Um, at that point at that point in the game, it was just replay. You know, that was killing us, you know, and then it became transition or whatever it may be, but the boards were huge and just being able to help Rudy and Fave down low, you know, Mike got a foul going in there. I think I got one, but it was stolen. You know, Roy's got plenty, Boyan, dude, that list goes on. But that's really what, you know, it is just a matter of doing it at a high level, especially when it counts.
8: Tony Jones, The Athletic.
6: Uh, The fact that you guys didn't play well in in several aspects but were able to to kind of power through in the second half and and, and win
10: in ways that you haven't been winning over the last few weeks, what does that say to you? It shows, one, that we're developing, you know, into what we want to be and we're getting there. Uh, This is a great, great road win. Um, I think, like you said, this is one of the wins where, you know, we lose into Minnesota early on. We lose to Phoenix. Um, I'm missing another one, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like the earlier in the year, like that was a game where, you know, we don't do things right. We're losing by, you know, by 15, by 10, you know, and having to come back for So for us just being able to build on our mistakes and you know, uh, to build off of our mistakes and kind of just, you know, like I said, you know, rebounding was a big thing for us and being able to execute it late, you know, no matter what, no matter if we're making shots, missing shots, turning the ball over, just find a way to execute the game plan. And it really starts on the defensive end, you know, I think Jamal ended with 30, maybe. He had 20, 21, 22 in the, in the first half. You know, being able to turn that level, that notch up, you know, making it tougher. You know, Jokic got going in third, being able to withstand that push and just being able to continue to fight, continue to fight. And that's what we ultimately want to be.
8: All right, we have time for one last question. It will be from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. I know George isn't giving you high fives lately, but what is he giving you on the court since really Detroit?
10: We don't speak. Um, so no, I'm playing. Um, he's been just energetic. You know, I think we all know you can never tell if George is having a good day or a bad day for one, but on the court, he's, you know, knocking down shots. He's shooting with confidence. He's been, you know, getting to the rim. You saw you had a dunk, you know, and one he had uh, tonight, like just being active in, in many ways, you know, he known he's known to shoot the ball, but he's, you know, cutting bringing the defense in somebody's open you know finding way to make the right play make the extra pass and also get in the bucket as well that's what we need and he's going to continue to do that and that's why we love george unless he doesn't have to find me again so
7: that was donovan mitchell 18.7 assists three rebounds for donovan you also heard him talking about george niang who played very well 11 points four of six shooting two of three from three let's now hear from rudy gobert
8: um, we'll start with eric walden Salt lake tribune
7: Rudy, what was
9: kind of the key to um, getting more physical in the second half, kind of stopping Denver from being so effective uh, on the offensive glass?
11: Andrew just box out, go out there, uh, and fight. You know, we knew that uh, that's one thing that they do very well. Uh, We knew that uh, they have a little more size than we do, so we have to just go fight and and go get those rebounds. And we didn't do it in the third quarter, but we did it in the fourth, and uh, we were able to get some some good stuff offensively because of those rebounds.
8: Tony Jones, The Athletic.
6: What did you guys, was was there any adjustment on uh, Jamal in the second half or did you guys just go with the same kind of things that you were doing overall but
11: just kind of more resolute? I think we're just a little bit overtaking in the first half. You know, we, we changed the coverage a few times and the second half we just said, you know, let's do what we do and let's do our defense, and uh, we're good enough to to communicate and to to adjust, and that's what we did. And, you know, everything became a little more, we're about to pick it up physically because we're so much overthinking. And that's the team we want to be, and we want to keep doing what we do defensively and impose our will every single night. And we're about to do that in the second half.
8: Sarah Todd, at News. How important is communication when you've got a guy like Murray and he creates so many situations where the switches come a lot quicker?
11: I mean, Murray and and Jokic, yeah. So you know that you have to, you know, they can, they're two very smart players, uh, two very talented players. So you know that you you need to communicate in order to, you know, try to get that get that step ahead and, you know, they're really good at playing together and you have to be really good and, uh, and try to and make sure you you make them think. You make them think and you get physical with them and uh, they're still going to hit some tough shots, but keep them out the the comfort zone.
8: Uh, Kristen Kenney, Jazz TV. Rudy Donovan was saying how good of a win this is for you guys. You were able to power through, close it out down the stretch. What does this one say about this group?
11: It feels good. It feels good. And it says that uh, we're hungry, we're hungry. And, uh, you know, I think we we're a better team than we were last year. And, uh, you know, we We know that those games really matter at the end of the season when you look back, uh, you know, and you instead of being sixth in the West, round up second in the West or first, you know, we know that uh, those tiebreakers and all those games matter. And, you know, we, we are aware of that and we we all learn and, and keep growing as a team and I, I feel like we we still haven't reached a level that we can reach but it's, it's great to get those wins and I want to keep them rolling
7: there's Rudy, Rudy 15, 13 boards two block shots in the victory and a big time matchup uh, going up against Nikola Jokic let's wrap things up with uh, Jazz guard Mike Conley
8: alright we'll start with Ben Anderson KSL hey Mike, is it harder to shoot free throws in an empty gym?
12: um no man uh I don't know what that was tonight but I guess that happens every now and then man it's uh you know all of them kind of hit the same part of the rim but um you know I'll be better next time
2: well like Boyan missed several tonight Rudy struggled throughout the season I was wondering if there's anything that's been going on with that
12: no I I think it's you know you guys are just uh it's early in the season guys are a lot of guys are still finding rhythms um you know, it is, it is a such thing as trying to still – some guys are still trying to get in complete basketball um, four-quarter shape. And uh, sometimes, you you know, it requires a lot of energy to play defense. It requires a lot of energy to get back on defense, rebound. And, and you got to be able to focus on the free throw line when you get tired. And I think that uh, we've just had those lapses uh, from different guys in different games.
8: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
9: Mike, it seemed like there were a lot of stretches tonight where while you were in there, the offense was kind of running smoothly. And and when you went to the bench, things got a little stagnant or broke down a little bit. Is, is there a little more pressure on you to kind of make things run well in these games where, you know, Joe is not there to, to kind of back you up as the secondary ball handler?
12: Um, I don't think it's pressure because it's, it's kind of what I expect to do when I go in there anyway. Yeah. Um, to stay steady the ship, keep us keep us moving forward, uh, keep a positive, you know, vibe on the game, and um, and I've been trying to do that throughout the year. So, um, you know, I don't think it's any more added pressure. Just got to go out there and and play my game, um, get guys in positions to score, get JC uh, in position to score, George, uh, Fave, those guys, Rudy, uh, making sure that we can get uh, you know the best out of everybody.
8: And next up, Nicole from Tab Deportes. Hi Mike, congrats for the win. How you. <laughs> you're welcome. How do you manage the mashup and the defense with Murray in the first hand especially?
12: Yeah, um, you know, I've got the challenge of uh, guarding Murray early in the game uh, and throughout the game. Um, he's uh, obviously one of the better young guards in the league and, and with Jokic, um, his ability to cut and make plays is, is, uh, is tough to contend with, but um, I tried my best to just make him work as much as I could early, uh, while I was assigned to him, and um, and at the same time try to attack on the offensive end um, to not let him, you know, get as much rest on that on that end as well. So I thought I thought we just did a good good job as a team of, of mixing it up on him.
8: Sarah Todd, Desert News. Mike, Quinn had mentioned that he didn't really think you guys had your legs under you tonight, that there was a little bit of tiredness, and you mentioned it too. Uh, What is the reason for that, that this this particular night kind of caught up with you guys?
12: Um, You know, I wish you could pinpoint it. Uh, You know, we're, you know, I've done it a long time in this league, and, you know, it's... You can't say it's because we traveled to Denver or altitude or anything like that. Like, we, we're used to playing in altitude. So there's some nights on back-to-backs where, you know, you feel worse on the first night of a back-to-back than you do on the second night of a back-to-back. So it's just, you know, some games, the energy is low and um, it's tough to tough to gra- grab it and find it. And uh, this is one of those nights where we just, you know, we had to grind it out and, uh, and figure it out along the way.
8: All right, last question, KSL.com, Ryan Miller. Hey, Mike, I don't know if you
0: saw, but 538, the stat website, came out with their player ratings today and you were the second most valuable player in the league thus far. Uh, I want to know if you agree with that and what
12: your reaction was. Of course I agree with that. Why, why wouldn't I agree with that? Of course. Um, but I haven't seen that. But uh, that's... It's interesting, you know. I don't, I don't really understand that much, but um, you know, my imprint on the game is, is, I'm hopefully is starting to show more. Is you know, I do a lot of things that might not show up in the scoreboard. Um, you know, I can score 30 or 15 or have 10 assists or two or 10 rebounds. Like I don't, I don't really care. I just want to win. Um, and um, I guess that's those stats that you just brought up are kind of, kind of quantify all that and put it together. So I'm, I'm cool with it.
7: Mike Conley, 14 points, 8 assists, played very, very well, 6 of 13 shooting. As the Jazz now uh, have won five consecutive games, they moved to 9-4 and four on the season. Up next, they've got a showdown tonight at Vivint Arena with uh, Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6
0: there is the best of the Jazz Post Game Show. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines playoff games, jazz, college basketball games. Stay with us.